1: Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 FM. We take you until noon. Uh, Michael Swain on Iowa State coming up in about 25, uh, probably half hour, let's be very honest. Uh, in about a half an hour, Michael Swain will join us. Uh, and then Mr. Monday Night with his appearance. Let's get to it. Bama Bob joins us. We recap the weekend in college football at this time every Monday. We preview it at this very same time every Friday. Hello, Bama, Trent, and Ken. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, Kenny, and really happy to be talking college football with you today.
1: Absolutely ditto, my friend. Well, um, so much ground to cover. Here's a little nugget that I i didn't come up with myself, but I did see it. Saturday, 6, 9, 10, 12, 17, 20, 21, 22. All lost. Yeah. Number 6, 9, 10, 12, 17, 20, 21, and 22. All went down. In flames, fellas! It's your favorite conference as we recap the no, week. No no no, 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 Well, Pittsburgh lost. We got to raise. Hey, a Pitt and Virginia played each other yet? We don't cover the. We don't cover the conference. Do we know? If yeah, we Pitt... wouldn't know, right? <laughs> Have they played each
2: they're other? They are scheduled to play November no. 20th.
1: How about that? Yeah.
2: First so, one to yeah. 70 wins.
1: First one to 70 wins. Yeah, that's a good point. The winner to take on Wake Forest, who's really quite a story, gang. I mean, they lose their, their running back transfers. And, oh, by the way, he's now the Heisman favorite mm-hmm. uh, at Michigan State, and Mr. Walker, and yet they're they're still there. All right, enough on the ACC. Trent, you good? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, Wake's got to beat
2: NC State for that to happen, though, Ken. That's huh?
1: true, Bama. You're right. Don't
2: sleep on my Wolfpack. Yep. i got a couple of futures yeah. with
1: them. Oh, so. So now you're interested in the ACC
2: I care about one team. <laughs>
1: that's funny Now when do those two teams play? I think a couple weeks away for that one. Well there's lots to November 13th I'm yeah. looking at it right now. We'll so, talk about
2: the ACC that week.
1: okay, that week and then the following week and then we'll get back to it. so uh, let, let's let's shift gears and go to the big 12 and Trent I'll uh, get you to go first. your biggest takeaway in the big 12 this past weekend. Uh, or should we include Notre Dame in the ACC? Because that was a pretty big win for them. I th- Because of what it does for Cincinnati.
2: Right, and that's kind of what it is. That that right? kind of goes hand in hand. With the Big 12, though, it's nothing really to happen on the field. It's what happened off of it with Gary Patterson. We had yes. this conversation last week, but his decision, mm-hmm. he's being fired. Yep. And he's just going to resign and walk away. They wanted him to finish out the year. Yep, he told him to stick it. So, he's going to reemerge, isn't he? Yeah, maybe in Lubbock.
0: He's going to be a defensive consultant for Nick Saban next year.
1: Wow. You know what? That's how guys go to re-jumpstart uh, to, re- jump start, to re, uh, jump start their career, right? Get old is Patterson? You know do you remember I seeing
0: during the running, series? I'd take him running my defense.
1: Yeah, I would too.
2: As
0: bad as they've been this mm-hmm. year. No I mean, doubt. they
1: got a statue of the guy up front of the stadium. for 61. Out. Yeah, probably at the end. Um, I mean, you can't. Where, where, what conference is TCU in without Gary Patterson? Conference
2: USA, Mountain West. Maybe, right?
0: Yeah, one of those. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he—he's he's Bill Snyder basically built that program. Yeah, good. That's me. a good analysis. Have you, have you ever heard of TCU before then? Uh, um, no, yeah. no,
1: <laughs>
0: no. I certainly I mean, didn't care. No, right? They weren't on a national stage mm-hmm. or anything. I mean, he probably got him into the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just it—it's crazy, but. Um, it's the way it is, and you know what? I mean, I know we got to move along. Good on him for telling them to stick it. Yeah, I love because it. if you, you know, right. it was basically one of those, hey, you know, Gary, we need to go in a different direction. We'd really like <laughs> you to finish out the season, and you know, I can just imagine how that conversation Not went. Well, uh, with a guy like Patterson, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, one of these, you know, Stanford, uh, you know, ads or I don't know who the ad is there, but you know, one of these guys obviously didn't hire Patterson, you right? Know, and thinks he needs to go analytics or whatever. Anyway. Good for him. He'll find he'll find something if he wants it.
1: Yeah, if he wants it, that's that's a good way to put it. Uh, a couple of results from the weekend: like Baylor, the beat goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, coming, yeah. uh, I, they did have to come back to beat Texas. I know they were trailing not significantly, but they were down at halftime, uh, and and Baylor continues to be one of the stories, I think, in college football. Not that they're going to win the. Well, I don't
2: think. I guess they could. They could yeah. I think. Uh, I think they match up with Oklahoma really well. That mm-hmm. defense is okay. It's not. LSU is a no, random but defense, okay. but they're okay. And the way they move the football mm-hmm. against that Oklahoma sieve, yeah, I think that's going to be a really good matchup there. For me, more than anything, though, Texas up 21-10, coasting along. Yeah. Again. I, I know Robinson's not running the football well in that game, but he got an 11-point lead, and he just once again forget. How does this happen seemingly week after week after week? Sark! You got maybe the most talented running back in the country. Get him the damn ball. It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem like a difficult equation to me, Bama. My nuts here?
0: Uh, no, you're not. And these coaches drive me crazy um, when they, you know, try to. I, I've had for years. Okay, I'm a big Derrick Henry fan, which is terrible. Mm. Because he's on him this Mom, by the way. But when he was at Alabama, when he, you know his early years in the Titans, they get first and goal. It's like these coaches seem to think if they're clever. It counts more. And <laughs> i like, no, man. what counts, you know, a touchdown is six points whether, you know, you score pounding the ball or you run, you know, the Philly special, okay? A touchdown is six no matter what. And you're right. It, when, you, when you have a guy like Robinson and he's running the ball okay, why not just keep pounding it? Make them stop it. We saw LSU in, or Florida against LSU a couple of weeks ago. Couldn't stop it. You know, so what, what does LSU do? They keep giving it to him. It's not really complicated sometimes, and these coaches just infuriate you if you're a fan of that school. But, um, you know, look, rest of the Big 12, we talked about Patterson, Iowa State, terrible loss in yep. Morgantown, yep. takes them out. Yep. Um, I'll tell you what, guys, and as far as Baylor goes, um, wh- Aranda is getting a lot of press for uh, the LSU job. I mean, Mm. because he was there in 2019, and, you know, when they had the whole thing with Burrow and uh, him and Brady Mm -hmm. and all that, he left for Baylor. He's done a good job at Baylor. If he gets them to the championship game, I don't even think he has to win it, but if he gets them back to the uh, Big 12 championship game, I mean, his name's going to be sort of at the top of that list because they're going to try to connect those dots to, hey, look look who we had as our D.C., Now they didn't have a great defense that year. It was all Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he was part of that staff. He was part of that national championship. So he's going to be a guy to take a look at. Um, And you know Iowa State. I don't know. I'm hearing Matt Campbell's name or reading it a lot. He's going to be a hard sell at a place like LSU, Mm -hmm. and it's just because of the he he really hasn't won anything. He's been in Iowa State. He's He's done a great job. I mean, we all know that because we know what it's like, how hard it is to win there. But he hasn't taken him to the championship. You know, he hasn't won mm-hmm. a Big 12 championship, and it's going to be really hard for a big opening like LSU to come after a guy like that, even as good as he is and as much interest as he has around the NFL and, and that's
1: just forward. fine by their further with the a fair, a- their fan base. Absolutely. <laughs> that's just fine.
0: No kidding. Absolutely. Uh, Leave him there. Let him yeah,
1: stay. Absolutely. Uh what else from the Big Twelve? I think that's about I mean Oklahoma I can't get excited about that one over Texas. Oklahoma so one of you said some mentioned the Oklahoma their defense, boys. That's not a good defense. No. Uh, no. in, in Oklahoma. Not a good defense. Let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State the, is the talker. Uh, Bama, as I, I texted you, Jer, while it was go- going on, you're going to have to help me out with this game. I have not seen the uh, uh, Big Ten and 60 replay of that yet. I will. Uh, but Kenneth Walker, what an unbelievable game he had. What a season. What a script that Mel Tucker and Sparty is writing. Uh, you watched a lot of it. Was it a fluke, Bama?
0: It was not, and there's so many layers to this, Ken. It's it, we just talked about B. John Robinson. Well, you know, guess what? Michigan State was smart enough to do. Yeah, right. They were smart enough to keep handing <laughs> the ball to Kenneth Walker, and look what he did: 23 carries, 197, five touchdowns against Michigan in a game that was the big noon kickoff game, and everybody was looking at it. it was just it was a great performance by them. It was another epic collapse by michigan as much as you have to give credit to michigan state and by the way talking about hiring the right guy oh my god does mm-hmm. mel tucker fit there i hope he stays Me too. i hope they can resign him i you know he, he just absolutely in my opinion fits that that program and that in, in that university but you know harbaugh again you know 16 point lead was at 30 to 14 can't finish and it, it, the the thing with the two quarterbacks McNamara and and McCarthy he brings McCarthy in he fumbles and they get away with it pick a field goal and then he brings him back in and he fumbles and they don't get away with it and you, you listen to him talk and he says well you know Cade was dealing with something well what was he dealing with uh you know be a little more specific but the bottom line is for a guy that's being paid Whatever it is, eight and a half, nine million dollars. He can't beat the two biggest rivals that they have. He was he three and nine, whatever. We all know the the stats on ranked teams on the road, top ten teams, top five teams, all that kind of stuff. He just absolutely can't get it done. Uh, I don't know what his contract is. I don't know if they have a buyout or whatever it is. He's probably going to be there again. And look, technically they're not out of it. Um, because they've got Ohio state and, you know, other games on their schedule, but man, just a collapse once again by Michigan and getting, you know, starting out that game so fast and so well, and McNamara playing the game of his life, yep. 383 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, um, you know, except for the, you know, the last one. And it's just, but again, to me, the story out of that is Walker and those two receivers, this, this, it's not your classic Michigan State, you know, three yards in the cloud of dust guy. They have got a gym. He is the front runner without question now for the Heisman. Uh, you know, Corral and Bryce Young and all these other guys are going to, you know, kind of be in the conversation. But he will be in New York City uh, come January or December, whenever that is, because what a freaking game from him. And good for them, good for that fan base and, you got one team going up and the other one going down, and it just Harbaugh just can't win. And I'm not picking him again. <laughs> I don't care what the situation is in a big game.
1: Uh, Trent uh, Minnesota beating Northwestern. They they clobbered a bad football team, but mm. Minnesota's in front. Let's just spend a minute on this. Scott Frost. Um, some of the media is starting to come around that maybe it is time. And uh, there were the, the building was empty at the end of that game. Memorial Stadium had emptied out. Purdue finds a way, but Nebraska again, and Adrian Martinez has another subpar performance out of him. Do you think, Trent, we're going to get to Mike Scott Frost's final game as head coach, and you hate to say it because it's against Iowa, Mm
2: -hmm. uh, but might that be his uh, swan song? I think so. I think it's trending that direction. I think the natives finally are restless. Now, who do you hire? Where do you go? That's a different conversation. This guy hasn't worked, and it sucks because it's one of your own. I understand that, and... All the great memories that you have of Scott Frost, he hasn't worked here. Mm -mm. It just has not worked. And it's not because they didn't recruit at a high enough level. They've brought in decent classes. We're not talking about going 11-1. and 12-0, Twelve and zero. We're talking about sub five hundred every year. Constantly, even being eight and four, he can't even get to the Bo Pelini era right. of winning nine games every single year. They'd like to get back to Mike Riley. This is not close. He's not the guy. He throws people under the bus, and I think more and more they're finally starting to. He did again this week. He did again this week.
0: Bama, just real okay, quick so on it, this. It, when that stadium empties out, it's, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's a problem. Yep. Okay, because those are some of the most loyal. It's things all they've, that they've ever got. Find. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just, and again, I go back to Martinez it is what you're for. You're year you he, yeah, yeah. he hasn't gotten any better. Well, and Scott Frost is supposed to be, you know, one of these quarterback gurus. Mm-hmm. He, Martinez hasn't improved. He's doing the same dumb things. And again, we talked about it, I think two or three weeks ago, this may be the ceiling for Adrian Martinez, but why don't you have somebody behind him? Mm-hmm. Why don't you have, why can't you recruit a replacement? Um, you know, we we've, we've seen it at Oklahoma and you know, Spencer Rattler is supposed to be going to win two Heisman's and, you know, whatever. And, you know, for whatever reason, he he can't get it done. Here's Caleb Williams. Guess what? Take off and go. They haven't, they've been better under Williams. And Frost either hasn't been able to recruit a guy like that. And again, you're Nebraska. You're Scott Frost. You should be able to. Either hasn't or he won't play him or whatever. But yeah, I'm with you. When I saw that, when I saw that image of Nebraska fans leaving a game early, that to me is kind of the death knell for Frost because those fans are as loyal as any you'll find and they'll sit through everything thick and thin and they're just they're just done. And I, I think I mean you know, like Trent said, where you go is a different conversation. There's gonna be some big jobs open. Uh but I think I don't know how you can bring him back after this
1: year. I don't either, fellas. Let's move on to another big name coach as we switch to the uh, to the Pac-12. Chip Kelly. I mean, his team was in perfect position, right? They had it all in front of them. Utah just pounded the crap out of them. Is Chip Kelly maybe um, playing or coaching his way out? Trent,
2: I don't think so. Do they care? You know, financially, we know about the Cal State schools and how mm-hmm. much financial trouble they're in. They both could have openings. USC does, but UCLA. that's a private he, school. Well, do they? Jo- what well, I'm saying though is, do both of yeah. those brand names are they both searching? I think Chip's fine for another year. He's going to get another shot here. Mm-hmm. But you're right; it was all there for the taking. They were just absolutely manhandled there, and the Dorian Thompson Robinson injury that hurts it, pl- it, it plays a part because huge. He was re- they were really good when he was out there and yeah. he was healthy. They're a different team there. I think more than anything, Chip, he'll get another year at it, but it's about breaking through. You got to get to that title game then in twenty twenty one.
1: Three and nine, four and eight last year in a abbreviated season. Three and four this year. At least they're above five hundred, I guess. Bammy, your takeaway from the uh, if you have one from the Pac twelve,
0: It would be Utah. I mean, I just like like you said. I mean, they were just more physical and they just went at UCLA. And I tell you, I think that tells you too something about the state of LSU that UCLA was able to push LSU around. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with Trent. I mm-hmm. think that I think Kelly's going to get another year. And I think it's just financial, like you said, because the buyout is huge. Yep. Um, and then you've got to bring in another staff. Who are you going to bring in? Are you going to want to compete with USC? I think Urban Meyer's taking the USC job, guys. I'm just going to go on record of saying that right now. I just, I know what he's saying. Listen, he's miserable in Jacksonville and it's, He's two to three years away from competing right. for a playoff spot. And you know I mean, what? That's, Con, that's,
1: the owner, would will, will let him go, too. In fact, he might let him was, his plane.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just an uninspired effort in Seattle You know, mm-hmm. this week. He, he can't handle the losing, and I think he could go out to USC, and I think he could turn him around in one year. I mean, you know, he could have a Nick Saban type of thing where maybe he muddles through the first year. Year two, he's got him competing for the – you know, for the PAC 12 championship. I just think he can flip that real quick. He's going nowhere in Jacksonville. It was a bad hire. It was a money grab, whatever it was, but I think he's going to take that job. Uh, I think Kelly is safe. Um, Arizona state, you know, on paper, bad loss, if you want to call it that to Washington state and good on them because of all the stuff that's going around with their coach and Rolovich And, you know, we don't get it, need to get into the reasons why and all that's for another day. But, uh, you know, when it really comes down to it, I don't think it really hurts Arizona State because they still have Utah, and they're a game behind, so they'll have the head-to-head if they win. But that was kind of a that was a little bit of an eye-opener for me. But again, I you know, good for Washington State and all those what all those kids have gone through. But really, the story is UCLA and, and it being right there, and they just they just can't grab it. And USC, man, again, boy, do they need some help because. You want to talk about an empty stadium? Go look at that game against Arizona. It's brutal. I mean, there were maybe 25,000 people in that stadium. So they, they need a reset. I think it's going to be Urban Meyer because he's just – It's not going to happen in
1: Jacksonville for him. Uh, We've got three minutes to get to the SEC and then a playoff thing before we get out of here. Bruce Feldman from the Athletic polled a bunch of coaches uh, when it comes to Florida today, uh, asked them what's going on with the Gators. A dozen coaches responded, um, you know, without anonymously. Uh, This was the consensus. They play with zero discipline,
2: they just don't play hard. That's damning. That's absolutely damning. And they haven't recruited at a high level when Miami and Florida State are both down. Can't let that happen. Mm -hmm. You can't let Alabama and Georgia come in also and get the pick when you're Florida. There's big-time problems there. As close as they've been against Alabama the last two times I saw them, it's about more than that. He's 2-7 mm-hmm. and seven in his last nine games not good. against FBS teams. Yeah, th- not good. Uh, Bo Nix was Bo Nix. Yeah. Matt Corral got hurt. Came back somehow. And yeah. Lane, stop yeah. going for a fourth down every single time. There has to be a yeah. little game theory behind it. I know. Come on, Lane.
1: He's part of the never punt crowd. Makes a lot of people happy. Yeah. Uh, Bama, your takeaway from the SEC this weekend? I mean, Georgia, it was close for a minute. 24 um, yeah. nothing at the half. At least Florida scored in garbage time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
0: No, it this was this was when it got away it got away quick for them and, and listen, I, I think Mullen will be back. Um you're right about the recruiting. Um and you know, they play Alabama hard and it seems like nobody else, but I just think that he he'll get another year, but he better it better improve next year. And you're right, that is an uninspired football team. I don't know why. Uh coming out of a bye, especially. I mean, my goodness. Um that was that was really embarrassing. Auburn, I mean, listen—they're making noise. Uh, They've—I don't know mm-hmm. if they figured anything out. Good win for them. And you're right, Ole Miss. Listen, Kiffin is fun; he's entertaining, but he just gives away so many points. There were there were so many times where if he'd just taken three, it could have been a one-score game. But he keeps going for it on fourth down, giving up points. He's got that guy trailing him with the analytics book. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, you—I know, I just. I'd love to see a guy come up to Nick Saban and talk analytics and watch a 70-year-old <laughs> punch him in the mouth. Um, but it's it's just a new way. He, he's he got to grow up a little bit in, in these situations because he just keeps giving games away. And I'll tell you, I can tell you right now what my sneaky good game is going to be this week. It's going to be Hugh Freeze going back to Oxford mm, to take yes. on this team. That's huge. And buddy, that's going to be a fun yeah. game. They, I guarantee you when they scheduled Liberty, they did not think <laughs> Dee Freeze was going to be their head coach. And he's going to bring Malik Willis in there and uh-huh. you're going to have Malik Willis and Matt Corral. That that could be, that should be an AB or a CBS game. It won't be, but man, that's going to be a fun game this week. I hope other it's... than that, you're right, Bo Nix, Auburn may have found something and don't look now, guys. The Iron Bowl could be meaningful. They still mm-hmm. got to play A&M, but Iron Bowl could be meaningful this year if they can somehow sneak away out of, of a win out of College Station this year.
1: We have one minute left. Trent, not who you think the committee will have as their first four playoff teams. Yep. Who, not who do you think, but who the who would do, will, will the committee have as their top four?
2: Take it away. This is what the committee is going to do. It'll be Georgia 1. Yes. It'll be Alabama 2. Yes. It'll be Michigan State 3. Mm-hmm. It'll be Oklahoma four. Okay. Uh Bama, what will the committee
1: do?
0: Uh I've got the same order just with Oklahoma and Michigan State swap. I think they're gonna give Oklahoma a little bit of a a bump because Michigan State, even though they got the better win, you know, just kind of sneaking in there, and I think Oklahoma State I'm sorry, Oklahoma, Ohio State five, Cincinnati six.
1: I, I'm with you, Bama. Um I've Hot got Oregon the, in there too. Yeah, where where Cincinnati
2: ranked? Seventh, seventh for you, Trent Bama. Six. I'll go five. I'll go five. I don't think they're going to want to put them that high. I will see. You well, know the, how this the, goes. These
0: last two weeks, can they just not look? Good, no, that's man. true. Navy, you have got to destroy. That, those it's a beauty contest that be. for
1: Cincinnati. Man,
0: it, it absolutely is not pretty. Is. No,
1: Houston is. That winning, what a How about, about the way was. it ended? Jeez. My, oh God. The oh my God!
0: Jeez. But yeah, Houston winning is going to help them, especially if they can beat SMU and then beat Houston. That's going to be two. Probably SMU won't be ranked, but listen, they, you're right. It's a beauty contest, and right now it's lipstick on a pig because yeah, they needed to absolutely destroy Navy and Tulane, and they couldn't. And if you're Cincinnati trying to sneak into the Power Five against these other teams you you got to leave no doubt, and that's doubt.
1: I'm with you. We are out of time, my friend. we got to let you go. We'll talk to you on uh, Friday. We'll preview it uh, with you Friday at 11.05. Have a great week, Bama. Thank you.
0: You as well, Ken. Good luck, Mark.
1: Yep, good. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Uh, time for another $1,000 keyword, $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword money to 200, 200 right now. It's your chance to win a $1,000. Money to 200, 200 You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. And Michael Swain covers Iowa State for com. He's next on Miller & Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3.
2: Family owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs, plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kemker'sTrueValue.com. Ask your love. If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a brick gentry PC. He's set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent Estate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Rent Estate is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renner's Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose rent estate with Renner's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it.
0: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook. Right at your fingertips, Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
2: Yes, football season is here, but baseball season never ends victory mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services with portable pitching mounds and everything else you need for your indoor facility or help this fall getting your field ready for next spring and summer victory mounds field consulting services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field go to victorymounds.com and stay in the game all year that's all
1: Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's 1135 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. A couple of NFL notes, Jameis Winston out for the year with a uh, torn ACL. And the Denver Broncos have traded Von Miller, uh, to the Los Angeles Rams for huh. a second and a third round pick. Denver will pay for his salary, which I guess is how the Rams continue to stay under the cap. Uh, but a second and a third round pick for the eight-time Pro Bowler, leaving one Bronco on the roster from Super Bowl 50. Trent Condon, mm-hmm. flaunt your Denver Broncos knowledge. Who is that one player that remains from Super Bowl 50? I have no clue. Brandon McManus, the kicker. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have got that. Uh, let's get to Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. He would have got it. Hello, Michael Swain, Trenton, Ken. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. Yeah, I definitely would not have gotten that piece of trivia, but okay. yeah, doing great to start the week. I'm going to guess
2: you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Is that right? But you grew up out west, maybe not.
3: Niners. No, I'm a 49ers fan, ah. so I'm not necessarily happy to see Von Miller go to the Rams.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, really. Ramsey, Donald, Miller. Oof. Yeah, I'll say that's pretty salty. Anyways, let's talk Iowa State. Um, look, this uh, well, t- last Tuesday, uh, Matt Campbell said that he feels very confident Mike Rose is going to play. This isn't the first time he's, you know, his nose has been growing when he's been talking about injuries. What do you think the likelihood is? There something more severe than um, obviously there's something there that's prevented him from playing. Um, what's going on with Mike Rose? Do you know anything?
3: Yeah, it sounds like it's nerve related stuff, which in football usually means a stinger of some sort. And I wonder how much of it is kind of just precautionary to make sure that he can play through the rest of the season and make sure it doesn't turn into something that is he's out for several weeks. You know, I'm, you're right, Matt Campbell is not necessarily the most forthcoming with the, uh, and he doesn't have to be he, to be you know for, no right. Exactly. This isn't professional football. He has every, you know, he can keep anything to himself that he wants, anything Mm -hmm. that gifts forward will take, obviously, but we'll have to see if he plays this Saturday. He obviously made the trip, which is a positive sign if you're traveling with the team because you can only take so many members on the road. So that would signal that he was somewhat close to being able to play, but. As for this week, I think we'll kind of have to see how how this week of practice goes.
2: Speaking of that linebacker group, it was a struggle at times out there. Uh, Hummel had the pick six. He was great. Orion Vance is solid. But trying to find that third guy. We like Gary Vaughn, but didn't have certainly his best game. We saw a couple snaps. Uh, Kendall Jackson out there for the first time. Eric Horn, Deshaun Davis. Out of that group, if this turns out to be something longer, is it still Vaughn or are they searching for that third linebacker? with we'll Rose out?
3: yeah well it's interesting Iowa State tends to kind of stick with its rotation in terms of the depth chart where Eric Horn was the one that kind of played most of the snaps I think he played the most snaps of anyone on defense Hmm. and I wasn't overly impressed with what he's shown Hmm. this was different than when Gary Vaughn came in earlier this season and looked pretty good playing that Mike linebacker spot whereas Eric Horn just didn't look up to it in terms of the same level of play as you know as Gary Vaughn showed earlier this season so I would be interested to see kind of what they end up doing if they try to slide someone to that kind of Sam linebacker side. Or, you know, it kind of all depends on how long Mike Rose is going to be out. This is more of a stopgap or if this is a looking long-term now. So it's that linebacker spot, the depth there is interesting because, you know, you feel good about Gary Vaughn, but outside of that, she's not a lot proven at this point.
1: Uh, West Virginia, did they do something different uh, offensive line-wise? Because for the first time, Really, all season Iowa State really didn't get significant pressure on the quarterback, and Daggie was able to, you know, to make plays with, with his army. I mean, threw for 370 yards. Yeah, he had a couple of picks. Uh, one of them was a deflection. One of them was the uh, the pick six that uh, Trent just alluded to. But Iowa State struggled to get to the quarterback for the first time in a while. What did West Virginia do differently?
3: Yeah, what you saw them do was attack what Iowa State kind of gave them. So, I mean, if you've watched Iowa State this season, know that their cornerbacks tend to play off coverage. They're kind of far away from the line of scrimmage, play deeper zones usually. And so what West Virginia did was they tried to attack them for a lot of those short gains where – They'll take a six yard pass because West Virginia came into the game the worst running team in the Big 12. So Mm. they basically decided that, hey, if Iowa State's going to play off of our wide receivers, we're just going to go quick passing game. And then as soon as Iowa State's cornerbacks kind of started to inch a little bit closer, I felt like that's when those big plays came and they started hitting them in behind. And it definitely felt like a basketball matchup at times where if you watch the NBA, they hunt matchups a lot. And that's what it kind of felt like with some of the cornerbacks there where. West Virginia found the matchup it liked with uh, Wheaton, um, number 0 for West Virginia, and they basically just picked on whoever he was going up against, and he had a really big game and probably drew multiple pass interferences and probably could add even more.
2: So we see a couple of big plays out of Brees Hall in the run game, but it was the plays outside of that. There just wasn't a ton of running room there. Mm-hmm. We back to some of those offensive line concerns we talked about maybe during the summer. feels like they have the rotation. They got their five guys that they want out there, but... Run blocking overall from certainly Simmons, Newell, not at the highest level that we've seen this year.
3: Definitely not. And it's been, with this offensive line, it felt like you know two steps forward and one or two steps back. Because yeah. coming out of the bye week, right, against Kansas State and against Oklahoma State, we talked about on the show, right, where that offensive line group looked a lot better than it did in the first weeks of the season. But then you come up against... You know, I think honestly, the most talented defensive line Iowa State's gone up against. You look at Stills on the inside, and they've got mm-hmm. so many guys that are super productive. So it was kind of one of those things where it was really a, a tough test for that offensive line group. In they really, I mean, some of them were up to it. Honestly, I thought Trevor Downing was really good. I thought Jared Hufford was really good. I even thought Schweiger had one of his better games, at right tackle. It was really just Colin Newell and, and Daryl Simmons that didn't have their best games. And when you're on the interior of an offensive line, if you allow pressure, that's literally the quickest way to the quarterback. And I think that's why we saw Brock Purdy kind of looking a little, uh, not panicked, but just kind of running for his life back mm-hmm. there, because pressure was coming through the middle. So you can't really go out to his right or to his left because you've got a defensive end there. So it really did make for uh, something that's tough to kind of overcome when pressure's coming from the inside.
1: Did they... Um... This is not a criticism of Purdy. Purdy's played. He played as you-know-what off. They didn't lose the game because of Brock Purdy. What I Where I want to go with you is is Charlie Kohler. I know that there was a couple of targets. He only caught one ball. He's kind of been that, that Purdy safety blanket, him and Hutchinson. Yet, uh, seemingly, the Oklahoma State start game started out real well as far as Kohler uh, being an impact player. Then that was taken away. Last couple of weeks, Charlie Kohler has not had success. Are they doing something different uh, when it comes to Charlie uh, Trying to take him out of the game plan.
3: Yeah, I think we're at the point now with Iowa State and with Brock Purdy where teams know that Brock Purdy and Charlie Kohler are on the same wavelength a lot and that when Purdy gets in trouble, he looks to Kohler. And I think what you've seen defenses do now is they basically say, okay, literally anyone but the All-American tight end Mm -hmm. can beat us in the passing game. Like, they'll take their chances with Xavier Hutchinson, who has had really good games and also had some subpar games this season. And they're basically saying it seems like it's, you know, man-to-man coverage type of stuff where they've got extra help there. So it really does make life hard on someone like Charlie Kohler to match the production of seasons past when he's kind of been, you know, obviously teams are honing in on Brees Hall in the run game. When it comes to specific pass plays and passing downs, the number one priority has been Kohler because we know how dangerous he can be. And any time you watch Kohler go for one of these catches now, it's around the sticks, and he always has two guys next to him. Like, always mm-hmm. has two guys right next to him when he tries to catch the ball. And that's so hard to overcome. And credit to Purdy because he's not been forcing the ball to Kohler like he maybe would have as a freshman or sophomore. But it's one of those things where I think teams are really kind of saying in the passing game, anyone but Kohler can beat
2: us. That's a good point. So, Michael, obviously a big conversation piece was the officials in this game. Just your takeaway from that side of it, what the fans are saying over it at CycloneAlert.com and how you look at it from your perspective as a media member.
3: Yeah, I understand where the frustration comes from. Um, You can look at, I think, multiple plays throughout the game, but to me, I think the officiating all around was awful, Um, even for West Virginia. Like, that pass interference that they are offensive pass interference um, that the the guy had when he pushed on Daytron Young, like, that wasn't a pass interference. And then you look at kind of that touchdown in the back of the end zone where maybe he got his foot down, but there were like two camera shots in the mm-hmm. entire stadium because it was ESPN+. Um, I think it's one of those things where uh, if Iowa State fans, because you lost and because of the nature of the penalties, right, where there's that borderline delay of game penalty where I think in the end you look at it and, yeah, the offense will get the benefit of the doubt on that more often than not. I think to me the one that... I understand the frustration the most on is probably that free Hall touchdown because even on the ESPN Plus broadcast, it seemed like they synced up the the moments correctly to where it seemed like his arm was down, but because for some reason the guy on the other side of the pile called it as a fumble, and the guy on the the strong side who had the view of the play called it a touchdown, they had to go with the ruling on the field, and I think that was probably the most egregious error. But I think from my perspective, both teams kind of got screwed at some points with, with the flags, but I can certainly understand where Iowa State fans are
1: upset. Yeah, it was bad on both sides, no doubt about it. My last thing for us, our final 30 seconds. Uh, look, their their dream of getting to the Big 12 championship game, certainly it's, 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 all, it's next to impossible at this point. There's still, I guess, a glimmer. What do you think the team's going to be like tomorrow? When you get the players, uh, do you expect them to be a little downtrodden? Because the, the dream, like getting back there, and that's why a lot of them came back. How do you think you'll find the players tomorrow?
3: I honestly don't know and I'm really interested to see what it's like. Um, obviously in my time in Kansas, I've covered a lot of sad locker rooms and sad teams before, but I'm interested to see what the vibe is like because that's something that these guys have talked a lot about is the reason they came back was to go to Big 12 title game. So I'm really fascinated to see how this team responds. If it's anything like we've seen in the past, I think they'll respond strongly because I think Matt Campbell has really worked on having a good culture and those seniors will not let that Flip, but it's going to be really fascinating to see kind of what it's like this week
1: indeed michael swain 24 7 sports cyclone alert.com michael as always thank you we'll talk with you next week appreciate it De- definitely sounds good thank you guys i yeah, good to talk to you michael swain uh, on the cyclones mr monday night coming up as we come back with one more segment on des moines sports station
2: 106.3 10 years Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy from the Urology Center It's off.
0: Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO Presented by Circus Sports Iowa
1: Hi, right, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO It's time for Mr. Monday Night We've got the Giants And the Chiefs It has been the weekend of upsets in the NFL Big dogs barking Backup quarterbacks Finding a way to Well, get the job done I was beat by Mike Wheat and Trevor White and Trevor Simeon this week, and I know I'm not alone. Daniel Jones, Patrick Mahomes,
2: ten and a half. Mr. Monday night. Mr. Monday night's got a banger for you tonight. We're grabbing the points. Danny Times and ten and a half against this Chiefs defense. All day long. Friday you know I went four and one. Yeah, know you did. Uh and I and I loved the slate of games. the games. This loved it.
1: I went one and four.
2: I love underdogs. Yeah. I loved this week, and I told you about the round robin I did. Uh-huh. It was good. Could have been better if the Bears would have held on, if the Vikings, who were an underdog earlier in the week when I placed that round robin, mm-hmm. would have came to fruition. But a profitable round robin in the NFL this week. Back to the well again. The Giants plus the 10 in the hook. Worst loss in the NFL this week was... was Bengals. Yeah, to the Jets, right? Come on. Not just the Jets, but... Mike the White. Mike White
1: and the and the Jets. Yeah, I'm with look, I gotta give the Steelers credit. I did mm-hmm. not like this team all year long. I thought they're gonna win six football games. Um they're better than I thought. Roethlisberger, maybe a little something left. That was a bad loss for Cleveland, who I don't know what to make of this Cleveland Browns uh team. Saints, I didn't think they had a chance against Brady and Company. Seven nothing right off the bat. Away we go. And then they got crushed. Trevor Simeon of all people. Uh <laughs> What else? What was? What else was a bad loss?
2: The Bills found a way to win it. Um, Well, the way the Colts gave up the lead, coughed up the lead, the pick six from Wentz, and then overtime, the stupid turnover. That's what he does. Is the AFC South over? No. With Derrick Henry now potentially going to miss significant time, and I don't believe in that Titans defense still enough to say that it's over yet, Mm -hmm. because that thing could go bad. One final note I want to pass along before we run short on time: Uh, a little quote from my. Favorite
3: movie. Mr. Blutarski. Zero point zero.
2: College football. I love that movie. I have never seen this before. Pro football focus. Ever. And you know I look at these numbers mm-hmm. every single week. Nick DeYoung, the right tackle for the Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. Pass blocking grade. Zero point zero. Trent, that's impossible. I've never seen it before. I, I've seen... In the teens? And was there a couple of the... Britt couldn't have been much better. He was 17.8. Wow. Zero point zero. Mr. (laughs) Blutarski, Iowa needs another right tackle. (laughs) Indeed they do.
1: Well, if you need more local programming, and we certainly hope that you do and expect that you do, well, you'll get that here in an hour and five minutes. With Murph and Andy, the Fanatics at three Iowa State coaches show tonight at 6.30. We're Miller and Condon weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3